0: The Rookie Leaders Podcast, episode 22, an unscripted conversation with Ralph LaRoe.
1: Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or expanding your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof coffee as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner.
0: Well, hello, my friends. Michael Tanner here, your host, again with another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much for listening into the podcast. As always, I am so honored and so grateful that you chose to spend some time with me. I know that there's lots of other ways to spend your valuable time. You're choosing to spend it here with me in the Rookie Leaders Podcast, and I thank you so much for doing that. Today, I have a rather unique podcast episode for you. It's an unscripted conversation, and let me just say that for me, uh, that was a little bit uncomfortable to have an unscripted conversation, but I was invited uh, by the uh, fine folks at simply php uh, they have a great podcast uh, t- supporting their business and they invited me to uh, to be uh, a-, a guest on their podcast for the purpose of talking about uh, leadership talking about leading through a-, a crisis much like we find ourselves with this covid 19 situation and working remote, leading remote teams and things like that. So we just kind of bounced around all over the place. As it suggests, it's an unscripted conversation, but I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation with those guys. Um, And uh, I'll talk a little bit more about who they are, what they do here in just a moment as I get into that interview. But let me uh, first, a few housekeeping items that I want to share with you. Uh, As always, I'm going to ask you, Please subscribe to the podcast. Be sure that you don't miss a single episode of the podcast. Whatever podcast directory that you choose, I hope that you will subscribe to the podcast in that podcast directory. While you're in there, I would love a rating and review as well. Rating and review of the podcast certainly helps us to, uh, uh, you know, to defeat the search algorithms in those podcast directories so that when others are searching about leadership content, they'll find the rookie leaders as well. So I highly appreciate that rating and review. And let me talk really briefly about the sponsor of today's podcast episode before we get into my interview with uh, Ralph LaRoe. So today's podcast is sponsored by the Credible Leadership Community. You can find the Credible Leadership Community over at community.credibleleaders.com. That's community.credibleleaders.com. Dot com. I highly encourage you to take part in that community, get engaged in that community. We bring together uh, people that are aspiring to or currently holding you know, leadership roles for the purpose of providing a safe place where we can learn from one another, where we can engage with one another, where we can network with one another, and where we can just continue to grow our development and uh, continue to develop our leadership skills. So again, I highly encourage you to to be a part of that community. Uh, enroll in that community; it's totally free, uh, and I assure you, you will get engaged with lots of other leaders. We have a great uh, diversified group in in the community already. We have from you know CEO, C suite type executives, all the way down to recent college graduates looking for their first you know leadership position. So. Jump into the group. I, I promise you'll fit in somewhere, and I promise that you will learn from this group as well. So, uh, again, you can head over to uh, community.credibleleaders.com and uh, register and enroll in the community uh, right away. So be sure you do that. Now, let me talk a little bit quickly about this, uh, this interview that I'm about to share with you. As I said earlier, I was invited to be a guest on the Simply PHP podcast. Uh, and so I, you, what you're going to hear is a, is an interview that I did with, with Ralph LaRoe, uh, Ralph is, uh, he's the co-founder and CEO at simply PHP, uh, simply PHP is a software development firm. So I'm kind of going back to my roots here, if you will, a little bit, uh, in, in talking with these guys, luckily we didn't, uh, We didn't geek out too much on the technology and software development. Uh, We, even though it was unscripted, we, we stuck with uh, leadership topics, which obviously I'm very comfortable with. Uh, But uh, SimplyPHP is, as I said, it's a, it's a software development, web development firm. uh, And they have a podcast, a great unscripted podcast. And, and they use their podcast as a way to, to reach out to everyone involved in the world of web development, you know, their clients, uh, Those that are, you know, developers, software developers, and and those in the business side of web development as well, Uh, and they they aim to make their best thoughts, you know, their ideas and experiences really, you know, just accessible to everyone through this podcast. And so, uh, you know, everyone, as I said earlier, whether it's their clients, other developers, uh, those in the web development business, they have this opportunity to, to meet the members of simply php through this these open discussions on a you know a wide range of of topics related to php development great podcast i highly recommend it uh check them out at simplyphp.com simplyphp.com is where you will find them and so now without further ado let me uh, send us over to my interview with ralph LaRoe of simply php when i appeared on their podcast, and again, it's a little longer than normal. the uh, Normal rookie leaders podcast is a little longer, and as you can see, uh, or as you'll see in the in the interview, we kind of wander all over the map because this is very much an unscripted conversation with Ralph. So, hope you enjoy.
2: Straight three, three, four, five hours, full focus, but then I'm completely crashed. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a hard time doing anything else you know, but at the office, I always have communication. I have some interruptions. I can go for a walk. You know, I can. Yeah. Oh boy.
0: I agree. I agree. For those, uh, those really, really focused activities. This is great because yeah. you can sit down and you can undisturbed. You can just kind of really focus. Uh, Absolutely. You can turn off all your notifications and everything. And people can't just wander by your house the way they would your desk. But, to your point, I mean, you just can't sustain that for a an eight-hour day. You need that, you know, let me take my head up and, and go talk to someone. Let me interact with somebody. I, I agree. I, I, I need that desperately. And, and this this is, is helping break up my day quite a bit. For me, it's right in the middle of the day here. So uh, my morning was really, really focused on some activity. Then I get to have some fun with you guys, and then I'll get back to work later.
2: Right, yeah, exactly. What's the weather What's your weather outside?
0: Oh, it's it's fabulous here. So I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and uh, right now it's about 78 or so degrees. Um, our biggest issue right now in, in Georgia is pollen. So all the trees are blooming oh, and, and all that. And pollen is just, it's horrendous. You go outside at the end of the day and your car is yellow.
2: Well, already here, it's probably going to be uh, mid or end of May, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you guys oh, wow. are at least a good month or so behind us. This is this is quite early for us. I mean, usually this is not until about mid-April. Uh, it really yeah. started about a week and a half ago. Uh, so it's a little bit early, but this is typical for our, you know, late March, April timeframe. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here it's about 50, 49. Mm. Blue skies, sun yeah. for us. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, at least that's, uh, that's at least warm enough to, you know, you put on a jacket, but you can get outside for a little while.
2: Oh yeah. You need, you need that sun. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, oh boy. Lucky, lucky that this is not happening January. Yeah. In the dead of winter. Yeah. agree. That would be uh terrible. No, I agree. At, I le- agree. at least, at least people can just go outside and, and, you know, enjoy the sun a little bit or go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a problem that we have here, actually. The, there's so many people going outside for walks that now police start finding people.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I know yeah. um, it's really popular here for parks to have walking trails, um, as well as tennis courts and basketball courts and things like that. And they, uh, they have closed down things like the yeah. basketball courts and the tennis courts and all, but they still have the walking trails open. But I think that's just because um, there's not enough people on them yet um, to uh, to justify closing them down. But I'm sure much like you, I mean, if, if they get populated enough and this thing is still going on, they'll probably close those as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. You know, people need to go outside.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you got to get outside. Um, If I can't get out and and be with my team, at least I can get outside and walk around, do something outside for a while.
2: It's completely off topic, but I don't know for you guys there, but here I'm worried about the impacts or the collateral impacts of this confinement, Mm. meaning Mm. not just on the economy side, but also anything that we don't know, like so – for example, how many people are getting bankrupt these days, mm, Yeah, committing suicide because of stress and, and all of those things. I'm like, we cannot just ignore that.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I think that mental and emotional wear and tear is what I'm feeling the most. Right. Uh, again, it's just because I can't uh, be in the office with the team. I can't sit and talk to, to people face to face. I mean, the, the video conferencing is wonderful, but you know, there's something totally different about just being able to, to speak with people face to face. And here's the interesting thing about it. I'm an introvert. I'm a pretty strong introvert, but I just love, you know, collaborating and and being a part of a team so much. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a mental and emotional wear and tear from us being here, you know, alone, if you will, um, trying to work from home. And then, yeah, for, for sure. I'm sure there's lots of, uh, uh, individual financial circumstances that this is creating. I mean, um, families who can't find childcare or at school now trying to do the homeschooling with their kids. And yeah, it's, um uh, there's a lot of people, you know, trying to overcome and improvise and, and adapt to a totally new world. Um, and yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm with you. It's going to have a lot of ramifications maybe that today we don't even understand.
2: Oh, uh, no. And it's never going to be known exactly the, the amount,
0: you
2: know, depressions and, 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 and I don't know, like last week, last week I did, um, I, I wanted to go out and do something a little bit special for staff. So I went to get some pastries, fresh pastries Mm -hmm. from, from Mm -hmm. a a French, um, pastry chef. And I, and and I went on the road to deliver to people. Yeah. And, and just to see the faces and then you, you could see that some were not feeling good these days. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and that made me feel good, too, for that day. But the next day, it's as if that that joy the day before kind of made me crash the next day.
0: Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Well, I the mean, I, you know, I, you, I think you know enough to know that, that my deal is leadership. And what you've yeah. done is you've you've shown a tremendous level of leadership in, in just in the fact that you care about your team. Um, And then you go the extra mile to actually go and meet them and, and deliver, you know, a a pastry or a gift or whatever it might be. You're going that extra mile as a leader, especially in these times. uh, One of the most important things that we can do is actually care about the people on our team and take action to show that care. Um, That's huge. In this time frame, uh, especially to try to combat a little bit of the, that emotional and, and mental wear and tear that this is going to have that we just talked about.
2: Oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, no matter how am I able to, you know, control or or manage my mental state, it's still hard for me. You know, yeah. it's hard for everyone. I agree. Doesn't matter who you are, it's still hard to stay home and not socialize with people and it's, it's difficult. Yes. And I'm like right. you, like I'm, I'm super introvert. I'm from like being extremely shy, not talking to anyone. And I had to progress on, like make a lot of progress along my you know, right. early twenties, thirties. And everything I do now is an effort still.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But when I do it, I feel extremely good. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm stressed about something at the office and I just go out and I start chatting with someone, not only makes me forget about it, but it just makes me feel good. That connection is good. Now I don't have that these days. So if I wake up stressed in one morning, I don't have that. I cannot just go, okay, we can exchange like this. It's good. but not the same.
0: You know, you you just brought to mind a, a really important principle. I think a lot of people overlook from time to time and that is, um, they, they, they believe that feelings then lead to actions. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the exact opposite, right? Exactly. To, to, to the point you said, you don't you don't necessarily feel happy. But then you go and do something, right? You do something for your team and you do something very intentionally or purposeful, right? Uh, you, you just know you should do something for your team. Take them a gift, express appreciation, whatever it is. You do something, you take the action, and then the feeling of happiness then follows that. You don't yeah. wait around until you feel happy and then you go take action. No, you you take action and then the, the feeling that you're uh, pursuing will follow after that.
2: Well, to support what you're saying. And that's going to probably sound super weird when I'm going to say, but anyway, I'm saying it anyway. I'm full transparency and 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 everything we do like with Kyler and you know, it's it's all about bringing value to people but also mm-hmm. not being fake, showing them
0: We're just like you, you know, Right.
2: Uh, it's very, very rare that I'm looking forward recording a podcast like this. Mm. Yeah. It's super rare. Like I know, I I know I have to do it. I know it's going to bring value to people. I know I'm probably going to enjoy it, but the day before the few hours before I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> and, and then I start doing totally it, it and three minutes later, I mean, you know, it's good. I, I feel great.
0: I totally get it. It's, it's like exercise. I mean, none of us yeah. just, Oh, I just love to do it. I want to do it. You know, occasionally we we love it and want to do it, but there's definitely those mornings that we get up and like, oh, that's the last thing I want to do today is exercise. But then in the middle of it, and then definitely afterwards, you just feel better about it. Um, and, and I totally empathize with you as it relates to podcasting. I do a lot of it. And, uh, sometimes it, it just feels like the grind of it. You know, just, you, you're always doing it. You're always doing it kind of thing. But then, like you say, I, then I get on a a call with someone and we start kind of nerding out on leadership or whatever other topics that interest me. And and before you know it, I'm, you know, I'm all energized and and happy to be there, (laughs) Uh, which is already the case here. So, uh, so no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I totally understand that.
2: Oh yeah. No, it's, it's so funny, but you know what? That's, that's been a wrong expectation I had for so many years Mm -hmm. by reading all of those books behind there and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and of trying to make me look forward things, being motivated, being this, being that. Whereas actually it doesn't exactly work this way. You're only my, my wife, I see my wife through the window. She's training outside now and, and, but for her, she's really looking forward to training. She's never mm-hmm. looking in the morning, saying, I don't want to train today. No, she's like, I have to train because I'm just gonna get crazy. Right. And she's looking forward to it. It's not my case at all. <laughs> and 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 it's not my case that so many things. I have to push myself to do things. And that's something I ended up realizing later, mm-hmm. is that very rarely you're gonna be looking forward something that you have to do, and even if it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um but during and after, that's when the joy comes, you know. With, and and Kyler came to train with me uh, one or two times, and and wake up at four. I'm at the gym starting at five with my trainer. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have that these days, so I'm I'm panicking in my head.
0: Right, right, right. E- even the but, exercise routines are, are throwing a curveball here. I mean, everybody's they have to do it at home now. They don't necessarily have the equipment that they uh, you know once worked out with and certainly don't have a trainer or don't have a, you know, an exercise partner to go to the gym with. Um, And then just the motivation to do it alone uh, when no one's watching. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, nobody, nobody's there at five in the morning to know at your house, are you working out or not? Uh, But to have that discipline and and that purposefulness about yourself. And again, you don't necessarily want to do that alone and, and by yourself, but you feel a lot better about it afterwards.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, discipline, you know, I, I'm, I'm told often that I'm extremely disciplined, but at the same time, I don't feel I am. I'm just able to do things when I don't want to do things. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just tell my brain that I want to do it anyway. And, mm-hmm. and that's what happened with, with working out with my trainer, it took me a good five to six months before I don't try to find an excuse in the morning. Yeah. And actually yeah. having accountability to him makes me want to go because I don't want to let them
0: down. Right, right. I totally get that. I, yeah, and, you know, when you when you have those other people there, and especially that accountability and all, um, that's a big driver for doing the things you don't necessarily want to do. Uh, but you know, you know you'll feel better about it afterwards. But then probably more important in my mind is you have people there with you or depending on you and waiting on you, that kind of thing. That's a huge driver for me as well.
2: Well, I think it's a driver. It's a, it's a big driver for most people, and yeah. actually, especially during these days with working from home, if you have no accountability set up, right, everyone's going to be slacking off. Yeah, no, even no, the greatest worker.
0: You're you're exactly right. I mean it. It is. Um, it's that lack of again, just that lack of being present with your team. Cause we can't all sit on, on zoom conference calls all day long. I mean, that that's unrealistic. We're not going to do that. And so what about those time periods in between where we're not on a zoom call? Well, I know there's no one going to just kind of wander by my desk and, you know, and to, to see me. So I, you know, who knows I'm sitting on the sofa watching television or something in between calls. You just, yeah, it's, it's re- really easy to fall into that. Um and yeah. I don't I don't necessarily think we should shame ourselves if that's the case but we got to get back up and get the work done obviously.
2: Yeah. How many uh because you were saying that you know you have team members and you're not with them how many how many people do you have to so, deal with to-
0: So my team currently I, I have 6 direct reports uh and then all total my team is about 165 large. Wow. And um, pretty much 100% of that now is remote remote workers wow, 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 wow. yeah they have to go in the office occasionally because I do have some electrical engineers that are doing some hardware board testing and, and just different things like that so they have to go in the office occasionally for some of the hardware lab activities and things like that but for the most part 100% um, working from home
2: yeah, and how do you guys ensure that not only they're fulfilled, they feel great, they can work efficiently, yeah. Yeah. and they actually can perform normally. How do you guys ensure, what, what, what mechanism do you guys have yeah. in place?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think first and foremost, we have uh, we have a really, really good project management organization that does really, really good job of properly planning out our projects, right? So we have all the details of our projects such that we can see Almost in a real time basis, uh, you know what what might be going off course or, or work that might not be getting done or something like that. I mean, we our our project plans are that detailed that we can kind of see pretty much right away something not, not looking right. So if someone at home they're they're not able to get something done in the timely manner or or maybe they're just slacking off and not getting it done, we can identify that pretty quickly um, through those project plans. But then throughout the the various levels of the leadership organization we've we've added just the um the extra touch points with our people just to make sure that they are okay and and, you know a lot of times that's just a checking in to say uh, you know do you have everything you need are you are you able even though you're at home technically can you still do your job efficiently and all that Any, any troubles with the you know the vpn or any troubles checking your code in or all sorts of check-ins like that. But then to your point earlier, also we're adding a little bit of check-in on the emotional and mental side of that as well. You know, so how are you handling being cooped up at home all day? Are you able to take breaks or, so we're just having to to add a little bit of that, those kind of checkpoints in with our, our zoom calls and video meetings and things like that as well.
2: What do you think, um, you know, um, because I, I understand that lead, you know leaders have a lot to do and they have a, basically all the responsibility. It's all their fault obviously if something doesn't work it,
0: right right.
2: But at the same time I, I, I also know that staff needs to collaborate to that. Mm-hmm. So in your opinion, what you know how can someone actually stand out? during these days. Yeah.
0: So a, a few things there as a leader and first of all I completely agree with your sentiment that you know if something goes wrong it's the leader's fault. Um, anytime I'm in a, a introductory type of setting and I tell people that you know I lead an R&D group or whatever I will tell them if something goes right, something goes good, it's because I have a tremendous engineering team. If something goes wrong, it's my fault. It's on me, um, so I completely agree with that sentiment. But to your question of, you know, well, how do you, you know, how do you um, just check in with folks, and how do you, how do you ensure things are are are, are going well? Then, again, I, I we do we just keep it consistent. We lead the same way, or or, or we have the same leadership principles, but we just enact them differently. So, so for instance, um, I do uh, one-on-one meetings with all six of my direct reports once a week. Um, and it would be easy in, in this remote world to kind of forego those and, and say, well, yeah, we won't do that, but no, we do that. We still do that. I still stick to that cadence of one-on-one meetings with each of my direct reports. I just now do it over video conferencing. Uh, and, and I much prefer also video conferencing versus just a telephone call uh, just because, again, we get to see each other, uh, you know, I can, I, I can see your reactions to things that we're talking about. Um, these days, I get to see your your children because they may wander into the room and and just different things like that. And and that's another part of this. You, you, you've got to be flexible to those things, right? You've got people at home that also have their children at home, and you can't get upset when their eight year old comes running into the room in the middle of your meeting, right? You just kind of yeah. got to go with that. But really, I, you know, I, I tell everybody just keep your leadership principles intact. Just do them differently now because we're all remote. Um, and probably the, the final thing I would say is we just got to be really, really super clear on our expectations of our people while they are at home. We got to be flexible. We got to be empathetic to their situation. Again, they may have kids at home or something like that. But oh, yeah. we got to be really clear that, hey, when you're working, I need to be able to find you, you know, online. I need to be able to uh, to chat with you or I need to be able to call you or, right. We just need to be really clear on those expectations so that when people do go home and now they're alone, they're not questioning, what does my boss expect of me now that I'm here at home? They need to know that clearly. And then above and beyond that, just keep your normal leadership routine.
2: Yeah, we, we I think we all got caught off guard with that obviously mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um did you guys have or be prior to this is is your staff was able to work from home or so so technically
0: we've always had the capability um yeah. and in fact we've been traditionally we've been rather flexible with remote <laughs> working i mean we usually do it on a kind of an exception basis someone you know they've got a a contractor coming to their house, you know, sometime tomorrow. They don't exactly know when they need to be there. Okay, fine, just work from home that day. Um, we've had a few individuals that had various life circumstances that said, you know, I need to work from home one day a week. So we've had a little bit of that. Now, one thing that we did struggle with was just uh, the magnitude that the number of people all working remote and. Things like our VPN, our network, and and things like that were were a struggle early on. Our IT organization did a great job to catch up to that pretty quickly, but it's not totally foreign to us to work from home. Uh, But, again, it gets to that mental and emotional side of things where we're not interacting face-to-face with one another. I think that's been the, the biggest struggle once we got over those initial IT hurdles.
2: How do you feel after when um, are, are people going to be yeah. still wanting to work remotely or they're going to be like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm enjoying the office. It's going to last a few months or.
0: Yeah. You know, I that's, know. that's a really interesting question. And, and I think I, I do believe that people will view remote working totally differently after this than, than a lot of them probably did beforehand. Uh, now I know some people were, you know, completely on board with remote working, do it a hundred percent of the time, you know, no big deal. Others, and I would probably fall into this other camp of, I just like being together. I like being in a team. I like being, uh, you know, in close quarters so that I can easily come to your desk or look over your shoulder and, and that kind of thing. But I think, um, I think people will think differently of remote working going forward. And, and really, I think the, the level of magnitude in the, the mindset shift probably depends on how long this thing lasts. You know, if, if we're back in the office next week, it probably won't change the mindset too much of leaders that are kind of set on, you know, having their team there in the office. But if this thing lingers on another month, two months, even longer, then I think that level of mindset for leaders will change pretty drastically. But I think more people will be open to it for sure after this, because I do, I do think you can work remote and still get your job done, get get your tasks done. And for the most part, I'm I'm a firm believer in, you know, in team members uh, being responsible enough to to get their work done. And I think it'll, I think it'll end positively for, as it relates to getting the work done. And I think that'll be what changes the mindset of some leaders to enable remote working even more, just because the work's going to get done in this case.
2: yeah. Are they, are they saying or speculating about when you guys are going to be able to go back to the office?
0: Uh, that's, it's, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, it, it's anybody's guess at this point, I think. Um, I think for me personally, what I do is I, I kind of take my cues from what some of the other institutions are doing. So, for instance, uh, all the schools uh, here in Georgia and, and maybe even the all of the United States, I'm not sure, but they've essentially stopped school for the rest of the year. And so that's till mid late May. Right. So, um, so that kind of gives me some indication of, well, they, they expect this thing to linger into May. Um, You know, so I just kind of take my cues from some of those kind of institutions as to how long I think it might last, but for the moment, we're not projecting at all when we might be, be able to get all back together as a team in the office.
2: Yeah, yeah. Here, here. The first date was April thirteenth. Yeah, and uh, now it's May third. Well, yeah, uh,
0: it, yeah. It started here with, "Hey, we're going to go for two weeks," and then you know that quickly started into to snowball into into longer times. I think I'm like you. I, I think it'll be at least May before we get yeah.
2: back. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, it's not going to be extended again. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to like this because you, you said something that made me think of something. And I saw a post about one one or two weeks ago on LinkedIn. Someone's basically saying that if you basically don't trust your staff members to work from home, then why did you hire them in the first place? Mm, totally. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's very generic. That's very yeah. large. Yeah. It's, it's provocative. I don't like that post. But then I had a second thought. And and I think um, I was doing a live about two weeks ago, and I, I and it it popped in my head. I think you're gonna like that. Yeah, I think yeah. the role of a leader, it's not a matter of trusting upfront and during and at home and all of that, but it's also to create an environment where you do not give a chance to fail to your staff, mm. because that's the thing, like. Be just before we started, we, we, we plan to go home. We were saying, okay, this is how we're going to do it. We want you guys to be accountable. We want you guys to check in on Slack in the morning and say hi to people. Uh, we're going to randomly call you, you know, just, it's not a matter of not trusting. It's a matter of making them feel accountable for what they're doing. So that we don't give them a possibility of slacking or or, or just not performing. Yeah. If, if yeah. you give a rope to someone, don't be surprised if that person hangs himself. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Don't be surprised if they actually use that rope that you gave them. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I totally agree and understand. And I understand the sentiment too of, you know, I, I can't see what my team members are doing when they're at home. So I, I can't, I can't gauge whether or not they're working proficiently or effectively or whatever, because I can't see it. So I, I, I get that. I understand that. And I understand the also the 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 absolute, if you will, or, or, or the extreme that is mentioned in the quote of, well, if you can't trust them at home, you shouldn't have hired them to start with. Uh, uh, that's taking it to the extreme, I think, because, um, you know, you have a new hire, no matter how good your, um, no matter how good your interview and recruiting process is on day one, you just don't really know what you have in a new team member there. So, uh, you you can't just say, well, day one, I would trust you to work remotely necessarily. Um, so I I get both dynamics and where I land is you've got to, you've got to create as the leader, you've got to create this happy, happy medium or this happy middle. I'm all about the fact that leadership is about relationship. It's not about authority. It's not about title or position, or anything like that, leadership is about influencing others. Here's the definition I use of leadership, influencing others towards a shared goal. And I use the word influencing there because uh, it carries with it the, the notion of a willingness, right? I'm, I'm willing to follow you as my leader. So you're influencing me. I'm willing to follow you as my leader. And so you've got to build, in my opinion, as a leader, these relationships inside of your team such that it doesn't matter if that person is working remote or if that person is working, you know, right there beside you in the desk beside you, they have, they have the same feeling of relationship, the same feeling of accountability, the same feeling of empowerment and, you know, being equipped to do their job done to the point you were saying, they have to feel like they're set up for success, not failure. Um, and, I believe you do that as a leader, mainly through relationship, not through process or authority or title or or something like that. And so if you have those relationships established in your team, then with confidence, you can send them home and say, get the work, get your job, you know, get the job done. I trust you that you'll get the job done there. Uh, Even, you know, in our case, even though we were sending that large number of people home, I was able to, to trust these guys will go home and they'll get the job done. But also I was uncertain that there would be technical issues just because of the number of people all at once. But I was also very trusting that those individuals that overcome those hurdles together and then, you know, getting the work done. So I got, I believe you got to meet in the middle there with good relationships that enables the trust necessary to send people home and do their job there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that simple as that to me. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Would you feel that? Because I feel that everyone should try to be a leader in some ways. Mm-hmm. Although someone is not, you know, feeling that he is or she is naturally. Um, I think. I think leadership. The main. The main quality of a leader or leadership is empathy. Mm. um and 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 kyler had had wrote me a question and to try to to basically cover uh, that is you know what can people do to develop better leadership skills Mm. um well what if someone doesn't have much empathy yeah you know yeah how can that person become a leader yeah no uh,
0: very good point And, and i do believe that that everyone can be a leader um, i believe leadership is a learned skill it's not I, I don't think you just have to be born a leader and either you won the lottery or you didn't right you was either born a leader or, or, or you weren't i don't i don't believe that's the case now you know some people have personality traits or characteristics in their personality that that may make it easier to be a leader I totally get uh, get that and agree with that but i do believe leadership is learned and, and anyone can can learn it Um, I I agree with you as well that, that empathy, I mean, it's a huge part of being a leader. Uh, you know, again, leadership for me is relationship. It's not a a position or authority or anything like that. It's relationship. And, and I've got to be able and willing to create the relationships necessary for me to foster empathy for your situation, right? Empathy is I understand your situation. Well if I don't have a relationship with you such that I even understand your your situation, then I can't be empathetic to that uh, you know in our team, for instance, when we went remote I had I had uh, I had individuals that were going home as a single parent and their child's school was closed and so now their their first grader their second grader their third grader is at home with them as a single parent and they got to get their work done but if I didn't have a relationship with that person enough to know you're a single parent and you have a, a nine year old and school just got closed, then I can't empathize with their situation of now working at home because I didn't first have that relationship with them. Right. Yeah. And so I believe empathy first starts with that relationship, know that person well enough so that you can understand their situation. And then, uh, then you can be empathetic to them. And then, I I would also agree with you sometimes that you don't always feel like being empathetic to your team members. Um, I've often characterized it this way. Sometimes you don't want to care about your team members, but you have to care about your team members in order to be a good leader. So what do you do when you don't want to be empathetic with your team or your team member, but you know you need to be? Well, I'll just go back to what we said earlier. Action first and then feeling. Just take the action to build the relationship. Take the action to be empathetic to their situation. And then you'll start to feel like you can be empathetic to them. Um, So don't wait around for you to, to feel like, oh, now I care about my team. No, no, no. Go and do the action to care about your team. And lo and behold, you'll start to have those feelings of caring for your team as well.
2: You know, that's such a good point. It's, it's as if, whether it's motivation, discipline, inspiration, empathy, all of that, for some people it's going to become, it's going to just be natural.
1: Mm.
2: They're not, it's, they're naturally empathetic. They're naturally disciplined. Mm -hmm. Some, some have one, some have more, some don't have any, um, and I really like that thing about you take the you know you do the first step, and you let that step create what you're looking for. Right. And uh, right. I really like that. Really like that. It's true for everything. It's true for me, for example, on 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 training.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I never
2: like I never like to train. Right. Never ever. So. but um, you like the
0: feeling yeah. afterwards? That's it. Right? You you like the feeling of accomplishment, you like the feeling of you know better health. Um you, you like those feelings. Uh, and again, those feelings only come after you've taken that action.
2: Exactly. How how someone working remotely actually um show leadership during these days, during the quarantine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good question, and and I, again, I think it's you do the same things that you normally would do. You just now do them differently. Okay. Yeah. So you know, like I mentioned earlier about uh, keep consistent with the meetings that you normally would have had as a leader. So like me, again, if if as a leader, I'm doing those weekly one-on-one meetings, well, keep that cadence, keep that schedule, but I'm now doing those obviously very differently right, um, I think the second thing, especially in these this remote time is you got to be empathetic to the situations that that you you know you alluded to empathy being such a an important aspect of leadership and it is and and right now in this remote working environment, this this kind of pandemic chaos that we're in right now, I think you have to be very, very empathetic with your your team members right now. Yeah. Again, that, that's got to start with those relationships. If you've uh, again, if you've got that single parent that's got a now a toddler running around, or or maybe you have a maybe you have a team member who, who has you know aging parents that maybe have some kind of uh, uh, medical condition that makes them e- extremely susceptible to this, uh, then you have got to be empathetic to that. You got to understand th- those situations. So that individual may be. Uh, you know, extra afraid right now. They, they may be extra uh, cautious, especially if it's a situation where they do need to come to the office or something like that. They're afraid that they may take this back into their family situation. Um, And so again, you've got to know enough about your team members, have a good enough relationship with your team members that you can, um, uh, you know, you can, you can be empathetic with those situations but I think one of the most important things to do right now, now that we're already in this, this pandemic situation, is just ask open-ended questions every time you get a chance of your team members about how they're doing, how they're feeling, what are they worried about. You know, I have leaders that tell me, well, I don't have that kind of relationship where I know what's worrying my team members. Okay, well, here's an idea ask them just ask them. just so so get on the get on the zoom call with them or whatever in your one-on-one meetings your weekly team meetings or whatever and just kind of you know say look I, I don't know your family situation right now you may have aging parents or little children I, I don't know but tell me in this environment we're working in right now what's your biggest worry that and especially a worry maybe i can help with right um that's showing empathy to them even when you don't yet have the good enough relationship. Cause you know, and that's also building the relationship, by the way,
2: you know, you know, you just, you just brought up a good point that I think is going to bring a lot of value to people um, because not so many people understand what is an open question. Mm. And this is something I've learned in my twenties when I was reading a lot of books right. and yeah. I understood at that point, what is really an open question. And, 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 and so many people don't understand that and will just, hope, you know, ask very close question that just going to require a yes or no, mm-hmm. as opposed to be asking a really open question. And some people that might be actually listening to watching this are like, but what is it? Yeah. And I, yeah. I'd like you to, you know, give a few examples. What is like basically a close question? How can you open it to a nice question? Yeah. An open question. Yeah. Because you get a very, for example, the exact the well I mean no uh, no I'm kind of answering the piece so anyway anyway you you will you will jump but I remember I just remember now in the book I, I had read years ago the person was explaining in a restaurant said you enjoying your food yeah good okay thanks as opposed to a chef going to the is there anything I could have done for you today that would have made you feel or right. experience your moment much better right? Well, right. as you're saying it, yeah, yeah, no, a big this, difference.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a very good point, and and these these closed ended questions they have a number of different faults uh, to them. One, you, you're you're not really getting to the root of what you're you're hoping to get to with those questions, but two, especially when you have a, a leader subordinate relationship going on, and you ask a closed ended question, then that subordinate in most of those cases is going to answer that question the way they think that leader wants them to answer. Because when it's a yes or no question, then I've got a 50 50 chance of picking the one that you want to hear from me. And, and so if as your leader in a situation like this, I ask you the question, are you doing okay? That's a yes or no question. And as my leader, I think it's a safe assumption. You want to hear from me? Yes. Right. So when I, when, when my leader says in a situation like this, are you doing okay? I'm probably going to say yes. It's almost like, you know, when you walk down the hall and you say, how are you doing? Fine. Exactly. Everybody says fine. Right. Because that's what they assume that person wants to hear. But as a leader, when it's a yes or no question, a closed ended question, then They're going to guess which one you want to say you want to hear as their leader, and that's the one they're going to give you. But if you open that question up, it's no longer a yes or no question. If it's an open-ended question, it's, "Hey, tell me what you're worried about today," and then just stop. Just be quiet. Don't answer the question for them. Right? Don't
2: propose. Uh, Don't propose answer.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, a lot of times leaders will. They'll, they'll, they'll overcome the close-ended question, right? They, yeah. They'll overcome the closed ended question and, 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 ask an open-ended question, but then they get uncomfortable really quickly with the silence. And, and like you say, then they start, start asking those closed ended questions as follow up that lets the person kind of lets the person off the hook, if you will, ask that open-ended question, give them time to think about it and just sit and listen, actually listen to the answer, but you know, so again, in a, in a situation like we're, we're in these days, if I'm on a zoom call with someone, Hey, I don't, I don't know your family situation and you may have kids there, or elderly parents or, or whatever. I, I don't know how much this coronavirus thing is worrying you. So just tell me, I mean, what are you really worried about today? Yeah. And then just sit and listen give them time. Cause I mean that, that question is going to kind of catch them off guard probably. Uh, so they're going to need some time to process it and think about it. Uh, but then to your point, they're going to come back with, well, I'm a little worried about, you know, my mother lives next door and she had cancer last year and I'm, I think she's really, really prone to this. And so I got to really protect her. Right. Exactly. I never would have gotten that out of, are you okay? they would have, have just said yes
2: name, i'm searching the name of a guy because you probably heard that i forgot his name um, jesus what is his name he's pretty known and he was um, he was on um, i'm not i'm really really bad with names uh, <laughs> me too and and even for people that are known um, what's his name he was on his show on um, tom billiers um, show at some point, and he was explaining um, when you interview someone, basically to ask that person, "What are you selfishly expecting from me?" Oh, mm. well, that's and, a good question. And that person, like, "Why well, I want to, no, 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 selfishly, no yeah. filter. Tell yeah. me yeah. selfishly what do you want from me." And 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 I've learned a lot from those couple questions that he was saying during that that podcast and and it made me during a conversation with um, let's call it or HR guy mm-hmm. we called it Vibe manager I really don't like HR right in names, so we called it the vin manager <laughs> and a few months ago we were talking and I said you know what when you sit regularly with someone ask very specific weird questions open questions for example one that i really like is what would make you quit the company
0: hmm. yeah
2: as opposed to how's it going you know how's it going you're going well cool right. cool are you happy here yeah exactly yeah this is bullshit question yeah you know but when you have someone what would make you quit the company force the person to think differently and say you know what probably money or right, right. Probably, uh, you know, a, an annoying project or probably, surprisingly, we got a few answers like nothing.
0: Yeah, agree. You know, yeah, that agree.
2: That was great. It was fun to hear. But
0: Well, that's incredible yeah. insight on the, the teamwork or, or the culture, the environment that you have within the team. That's incredible insight on just to define the culture of the team uh, mm-hmm. when you get responses from questions like that.
2: Well, well, for sure, for sure, we're not perfect, right? It's, of course. It, and, and even these days, I find that my my leadership um, capabilities are, are being affected by me being depressed a little bit at home, and and right. and, and I don't feel like calling too much people. So you know, it, it, look, I'm I'm human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think I. And even for our employees, when they, they, they or even any any employees working from home now, the that feeling of oh, I don't feel like it, or I don't feel performing, or I don't feel like I'm doing well. I don't that's a thing. That's fine. We're all human and that's okay. Once you realize it, you need to step up and do something about it.
0: Yes. Right? Yes.
2: And that is what's going to be differentiating the, you know, the winner from the loser. And just before we, we went to work remotely, I was saying to some, some of uh, our leads, you know what, after this crisis, and that was three weeks ago, I said, we, you know, this crisis is going to bring us good opportunities to separate who's going to survive in the company and who's going to, who's not going to survive in the company mm. who's going to be the heroes and who's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, hero and, and and so far that's exactly what's happening there's guys that are doing incredibly good right yep and 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 they're gonna be progressing winning the company because of that those times right
0: yeah yeah I mean you know I had a podcast I co-host another podcast with a guy and he and I were talking about kind of leading through a crisis like this mm-hmm. and we made the point that it's in a crisis like this where a person's leadership and, and performance are just magnified, right? During the good times, your leadership skills may not be recognized by people all that well. But during a crisis, your leadership skills or lack thereof is going to be magnified and people will see it tremendously. The same thing applies to individual contributors as well, right? Everything's going well. You have an individual contributor, you don't necessarily know if their performance is good or not. They kind of hide in the crowd maybe or, or something like that. You don't necessarily notice it. But then in a crisis like this, man, those people that really step it up and those people that really perform, they just stand out. You see, it's magnified. You see them. Um, and so a, a situation like this, it will certainly shed light on who are the good leaders, or who are the good performers in your team for sure
2: well look here's a good example of someone that's standing out in our company and 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 randomly you know the one of our clients had had some issues over the weekend mm-hmm. and just reach out to that guy directly mm-hmm. Not to me, not to my business partner, not to the project manager nothing like just to that person directly. So mm-hmm. on Sunday, he worked, you know, a few hours over time. And yesterday we got a big shout out from the client and it goes as follows. So the, the, the client wrote to my business partner. I wanted to let you know how much we appreciate him and his work, his expertise and problem solving has made him a leader on our team. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, we had multiple major production issues due to so many orders, and he worked with us all day Sunday on figuring out and implementing solutions so we could process orders on Sunday night. He really appreciate uh, He really helped us uh, out. I really appreciate it. Mm. But, you see, no one asked him right. to do
0: that. No, that's. No, that's awesome, and and that's exactly what I say. I mean, those individuals in a situation like this, they're going to stand out. I'll tell you a quick story that that happened with us. Uh, I have it on my list to handwrite a, a thank you note to this to this gentleman, but have a team member um, that very technically sound, and he's worked remote many times before. Uh, well, another lady on our team, she's never worked remote before, uh, and she those two they happen to live rather close together, I believe. And so this guy went over to her house and spent four and a half hours with her getting her VPN set up, getting all the different tools set up so such that they would work. And it took so long because she actually uses a lot of software tools that he doesn't use. And so he took the time to spend with her and really figure out all her tools and how to make them work over the VPN and just different things like that. And then, you know, then he went home and, and she sent a note an email to his manager that then made its way to me that said, Hey, just want to let you know, this guy came over and spent four and a half hours with me helping me get set up to work remote. And now everything's working. I feel comfortable that I can work and they're not even in the same team. They're not even in the same department. Right? So that guy stepping up in a situation like this, you, you see how it just gets magnified. You just see those things happening in situations like this, especially.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, being a leader doesn't mean to stand out and be publicly known as a leader. Doesn't mean mm. to be famous or to oh, be recognized or acknowledged. You know, it doesn't mean that. That for me is some sort of, it's kind of, he's a leader. He took the yes. lead. He, you know, he, he took action and he solved the problem without bugging anyone with that.
0: Yeah, no, totally agree. It, it, leadership is not a title or a position or anything at all. Rank, it's not any of those things. It's influence, you know, and, and in that situation, I just described for you. Um, so our goal as a, as a, as a team here is while we're remote to still be able to get our work done, to, to, to still deliver on projects and things like that. So that's our goal. And he went over to her house and worked with her to achieve that goal and now she's influenced, she's yeah. she's convinced, she's persuaded now, she's encouraged even, hey, we can do this. We can achieve this goal of getting our work done, even though we're in this remote work setting. And so before that, she wasn't so sure of that. She was having all kinds of problems. But he went in and influenced her from, uh, you know, from afraid she couldn't get her work done to now convinced and even encouraged. Yeah, I can do this. We can get this done. That influence is leadership. And again, he doesn't have a title. He's not, she doesn't report to him. They're not even in the same department. Um, but I would submit to you, he has been a leader. He has led her into accomplishing this goal that we as a team have.
2: Exactly. And, and, and that is a misconception sometimes, I find and I had this a long time ago too. That you know, I was seeing being a leader such as a big thing, such as you have to check all the all the box in order to be a leader. And 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 I'm sure that there's natural leaders out there that don't know they are and they don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So and someone might feel like, you know, I want to have a great impact in my organization. I want to show some leadership abilities, but I don't know how, I don't know how to do it. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do it. And, and so, so what could we tell them? What could we tell them in order for them to just unleash those capabilities? And you don't have to be eccentric and, 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 and be Tony Robbins. And and you don't have to,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, you you know, one of the things I would say to a person like that, and and I totally get it, to to some degree, that's my story, especially in the software development world. Um, Early on as a software developer, I just wanted to solve a big problem for the company. Just give me a big problem. Let me write software and solve that problem. As soon as I did that, I wanted a bigger problem, and then a bigger problem, and then a bigger problem. And I kept asking for bigger problems until it got to the point the problems were big enough I couldn't solve them on my own. I needed a team. And then the company gave me a team. Well, now I'm a software developer, but I'm also a leader. And I got to do both, right? So that's kind of my evolution as well. But what I would say to you is those individuals that don't currently have a quote title related to leadership or a position related to leadership, but they want to become a leader. They want to be a leader. Again, remember, it's about influencing others towards a shared goal. That's leadership. And so what I would submit to you is, Take action, do things to influence others toward that shared goal. Oftentimes when I, when I teach and coach around this, I'll have people refer, respond back to me. Well, I've offered to do this for them, or I've yeah. offered to do that for them. No, no, no. Don't offer do it right. You know, this guy that I was talking about earlier, he didn't offer to go over to her house and get everything set up he did it. He just, he went over there, knocked on the door and said, Hey, I'll help you get your VPN set up. He just did it. Right. And so, you know, I would say just, just do the things necessary to influence other people, whether they're defined as your team or not influence those other people towards whatever the goal your team has or your group has or your company has just do the things necessary to influence them towards that and you're you're being a leader and that will that will become recognized and before you know it then you will become you know you'll be given those titles or positions or whatever you're seeking you'll be giving those things as leaders but you got to first take the action to lead first
2: and try to spot the um the unexpected you
0: know sure yeah i mean th- that's a big aspect of leadership is Seeing the seeing the unseen, right? Recognizing the things that other people don't recognize and, and taking action towards those things. Sure.
2: Yeah. And and, and doing things that no one expects from you is, is a good way to be a you know, acknowledged as a leader.
0: Oh, totally. Totally agree with that. I mean, as a leader, you can never feel like you're above doing any task that you're asking someone else to do. Uh there's a really um there's a really popular saying, and I don't know who to accredit this to, but it, it goes something along the lines of, uh, if you feel like service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel like, no, I can't do that task, or I can't do this, or I can't do that because I've got a title, or I'm the leader, you know, that's yeah, you, you've got to be in that situation where you're willing to do anything that you're asking anyone else to do.
2: Yeah, yes, Exactly. I like that um we're close to already being an hour in believe it or not yeah um
0: yeah. time flies when you're having fun <laughs> yeah
2: exactly. and I, think and, we're and we're I gonna, feel a
0: lot better about this podcast now that we've done it than I was leading up to it just like you
2: I think I think we're gonna have to do that again um is there is there any other points you would like to bring up because I think you you had some points on your list so i i I, I want to make sure that yeah you offer everything that you had that could bring value to people so
0: well, listen, I mean, so so leadership is my gig, right? That's my thing. And and I'm a firm believer that leadership development is what differentiates us in the in the corporate world, in the engineering world, in the, you know, in the software development world. I really believe that that leadership development is going to differentiate us and get you the career growth or the title or the or the responsibility or the team that you want. I believe that's in leadership development. And here's why I believe that, uh, especially in, in the world that we're familiar with of software development, everyone out there, if they're any type of good software developer, they're doing the industry specific skill set and learning, right? They're going to the conferences, they're reading the books, they're looking at the latest frameworks that are available and right, they're learning all of those software development skill sets, just like everyone else is. And so if that's all you're doing then you're in a mode that I just I call career survival. You're just surviving because you're doing all the same industry specific learning that everyone else is doing. But if you'll take on yourself in addition to industry specific learning, I'm not saying you got you can throw away all of your your technical books. I'm not saying that at all. You still have to do that, but if you'll add to that leadership development, now your team, now your company knows like in my case, they can give you a bigger problem than you can do by yourself. And they can also give you a team that you can lead through that problem through solving that problem. And so I would just submit to you that in, in no matter what industry you're in sales, PHP development, whatever it is, leadership development would differentiate you from the rest of the crowd uh, and get you the career advancement that you're looking for.
2: Exactly. Well, that's a that's a good closing. I like that. Good. Good. Well, Michael, that was such a pleasure. I was, I did okay. I, we haven't spoke together. Right. Right. Just before that, Kyler said, you have to, you know, we have to do a podcast with Mike. So, um, and, uh, and I'm glad we did. I'm glad he found you or you found him. I, um, I'm not sure.
0: So, um, uh, actually I'm I'm not sure. Oh, I remember how, yeah, we found, uh, we found each other in a, in a podcast community. That's right. I remember now.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. exactly. Um, well, and, and even for me, like you, you said things that I'm like, it's it's true. I forgot about those, you know? Right, right, right. So, uh, it's a win, 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 um, conversation I find. Well, no, I,
0: I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I really do. Uh, you know, again, like exercising. I kind of lead into these things, almost questioning and wondering, Oh, but, but then I get in and, and we're talking and we're nerding out on leadership and things like that. And I just get encouraged by it. So, and, and I'm all about, I just, I just want to serve the audience, your audience of, of listeners. I want to serve them in some way, give them some, some value in some way. And so that's, that's what energizes me and why, it, it, why I feel better about these things after I've done them. And I would encourage you and, and the rest of the listeners, connect with me any way you can. Uh, my big deal right now is I'm, I'm hosting a community. Um, so you can uh, go to CredibleLeaders.com, and there's a community link there at the top. And this is a community, it's a very diverse community of leaders, as well as newbies to leadership. And uh, it's just a safe place to learn leadership. Uh, yeah. And so I've just encouraged the listeners, check me out there, engage with me there. You can find it again at CredibleLeaders.com.
2: That's awesome. Michael, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I'm sure we're going to do something again.
0: I hope so. I look forward to it. Okay, there you have it, my friends. My uh, conversation with Ralph of Simply PHP. I, I certainly hope you enjoyed that. As I said in the beginning, unscripted, and so you kind of you could see how the conversation just kind of uh, wandered all over the map there. But we talked a lot uh, about a lot of great topics there, and I certainly hope that you took a lot of, away from that. Uh, before we go, let me uh, just reiterate a few things. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to do that. Uh, leave a rating and review. And as I said in the beginning and the sponsors of this podcast, I truly hope you'll join us in our credible leadership community. Again, you can find that at community.credibleleaders.com. And uh, you'll be involved with a group of others that are either currently in leadership position or aspiring to leadership positions And it's a safe place where we can just all learn from one another leadership is not a destination you can never feel like as a leader you have arrived your only easy day as a leader is yesterday today tomorrow they will all you you will face every day today and tomorrow and, and others you will face new leadership challenges so you need to be about learning always constantly learning and I feel like the best place that you can do that is among other leaders uh, in a community where you can feel safe to answer, ask questions, to engage with others. Uh, and so you can do that in the Credible Leadership Community. So again, I encourage you to do that. Head over to community.credibleleaders.com. Join our community and begin your or continue your leadership development journey with the rest of us while you're there. Hey, thanks so much for listening again. uh, I I know you have other things that you could use uh, this time for, but you spent it with me and Ralph today in our conversation. And I thank you so much for doing that. Now, until we speak again next time, be blessed and lead well.
1: of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended. But never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. If you like this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to credibleleaders.com.